the priests said they were men of God, but the things they did, no man of God would want to do. I don't have to elaborate. I don't even want to. But some things happened to some of us that we'd rather not talk about. Staigute. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today we'll hear from an elder who grew up in residential school and suffered terrible things at the hands of others. This is part one of Anne Morrow's personal story, A Journey of Healing and Forgiveness. My name is Anne Morrow. I'm originally from the Saddle Lake Reserve, northeast of Edmonton. My mother was native, and my dad was white. I grew up in the residential school in the nearby town of uh, St. Paul. The name of the school was Bluequills. I was five when I went to school because my dad was a single parent. I did love school, the learning part of it. I really loved to read. But the religious part of it, I didn't learn too much because every time you turn around, you were kneeling to pray and you didn't know who you were praying to or or what you were saying. <laughs> so that part wasn't very good. I didn't know how to pray or or what to do. They asked us to go to confession. I'd, we'd go to confession and we'd make up stories about what we did, whether we did it or not, just so we have something to tell. <laughs> because if we didn't say anything, well, the, the priest kept on asking us, did you do this and did you do that and did you do this and and we have all had to say no, because we didn't even know what he was talking about half of the time. But some of the nuns were good to us, at the, especially one that I remember. She taught me how to sew. And I and cut out clothes. We even made suits for boys. So I did the cutting part, others did the sewing part. Other times I do the sewing and they do the cutting, but I love doing things like that. And I learned how to do those things. I also learned about personal hygiene, good grooming. There were different things that I learned that were good. They were not all bad. The bad things I'd like to forget, but you never forget things like that. You try to forget them, and somebody says something, and the memories come flooding back. So, I don't know. I think it's something we have to live with. The priests said they were men of God, but the things they did, no man of God would want to do. I don't have to elaborate. I don't even want to. But some things happened to some of us that we'd rather not talk about. 
not all of us, but some, and not all the priests, but some of them were really bad. As I told the lawyers when, when we had that thing about residential schools, we all were asked to go to a lawyer and tell our stories. And I told the lawyer, I hope when the priests stand before the judgment seat of Christ, they will know enough to ask forgiveness. They know they were lying when they denied everything, and still they they denied it. You know, we we wouldn't lie about things like that, things that we never knew about until they taught us. They're probably all dead now because they were quite old when, when I was in residential school. I hate to be one of them anyway. The Lord certainly brought healing because before I became a Christian, I couldn't even talk to a priest. When I got married, I couldn't even look him in the eye. I just turned away from from the priest, and I didn't, I didn't believe anything he said, like, like marriage was for life and everything like that. I, I thought you were a liar from the beginning. You're still a lawyer, and I'm not going to believe you. <laughs> so, anyway, after I became a Christian, then I learned to forgive. There were people just like me and just like anybody else. They were all sinners just like the rest of us. And I just pray that they too have asked for forgiveness because I have forgiven them. Now I'm able to tolerate them because I I couldn't before. I couldn't even go to, to a Catholic church when my husband asked me because he was Catholic himself. I think later on he he might have accepted the Lord as his Savior because my daughter that was just here was at his deathbed and he said he was a born-again Christian to her. He knew what a born-again Christian was. But I know the Lord has brought healing in my life because I used to get so angry. Anybody would mention anything about the priest or nuns and I'd get, I'd get just, so angry at them, you know, even if they weren't around. <laughs> and I know my sisters suffered the same thing. I had two sisters in the residential school also. I knew because of their anger that they too suffered the same thing. I don't know. I developed an anger that I couldn't deal with. It was, but now I've, I've lost that since I asked the Lord for forgiveness. I don't have that feeling anymore. (laughs) And those memories don't come back so often anymore like they used to. I used to even have, still have nightmares at my age about that time in my life, which I don't have those nightmares anymore. So I must be healed. (laughs) So I spent about, oh, Eight years in the residential school. They taught us a lot about God. But they didn't 
teach us almost anything about Jesus. We we didn't learn anything about Jesus except at Christmas they put a crush on the altar and with a baby in it, a baby doll, and they told us that was baby Jesus. And that's almost all I, I'd heard about Jesus. Until years later, when Dad moved, was moving to BC, he stopped over in, in Pinocchio. And my oldest sister got married there. I was going with Dad to BC as he had planned, but my sister wanted me to stay with her. So she was going to stay in Alberta with her husband and children. She already had two or three children. So in order for me to stay in Alberta, Dad said I had to get married. And I was only 16 years old. I didn't know who to marry, so they arranged it all for me. <laughs> I married my my sister's brother-in-law, her husband's brother, but I didn't know him from Adam. All I know is that his name was Pete, and he had two two little boys. So they finally introduced me to him and I married him. Married life wasn't all that good. When I first saw him drunk, it was about a month after we were married and I didn't know what was wrong with him because I had never seen a drunk in my life. My dad never drank and I never saw a drunk in those days. You don't see them like you do today on the streets anywhere. At that time I never Growing up, I never saw a drunk. I think my husband was the first drunk I ever saw in my life. I didn't know what was wrong with him until I, until the man, the other man told me that they had been drinking alcohol. There's a lot of suffering because you go without a lot, even the children go hungry and Especially when they start school, they need so many things. They don't have the clothes to wear. I used to take in washing and sewing before I started working so that I could clothe and feed my children. My husband had a good job. He was fortunate in that way, but the money went elsewhere, not to the family. Anyway, I never heard about Jesus while I was in that situation. We went to church, my husband and I. He was Catholic, and we went to church twice a year at Easter and at Christmas. And that's about all we had to go by. He didn't go to church himself on on Sundays. So we lived in... uh, a small town called Sundry. That year he was working with the uh, Alberta government builders, elevator builders. They moved all over Alberta to build grain elevators. 
So uh, we moved along with him and moved from place to place. Every four or five months, we'd move to a different place. Well, at the time I first heard about salvation was in a, in a little church in uh, Sundry. A man came to my house and invited me to church. He brought a book with him. That was the Bible, and he gave it to me. Have you ever read the Bible? In its pages, we learn about Jesus Christ, who himself suffered terribly at the hands of others. And even while he was being put to death on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's the heart of Jesus. He wants us to be forgiven. They didn't know the one they were killing came to give them life, and they didn't know that three days later he would rise from the dead. My friend, maybe you've suffered at the hands of others. Jesus understands more than you know. In fact, we are the reason that he died on that cross. He took our place, our penalty, our shame, so that we could be forgiven and have peace with God forever. If you would like to know more, please visit our website, withoutreservation.com, and click on the tab, New Life. You can also write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877 877- 766-4648. We're also on Facebook at Without Reservation. Missed a program or want to listen again? You can download our app and take the storyteller with you. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Friends, there's more to Anne's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.